Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen based on only their very weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. I'm Albert. And the first movie that we have up is a pulpy 1979 sci-fi flick called The Psychotronic Man. Okay. This is an undistinguished, low-budget drama about occult powers in the mind... Gonna be honest, you not expect the word drama. <laughs> Continue. I know. <laughs> drama followed by the word occult powers. Like, about cult powers. I power- mean, American Horror Story. I haven't seen American Horror Story. It's very much a drama. Okay. I'm on season two now. Uh, that seems like a roller coaster of a like favorite. Like season three was terrible, but I love the show. And then like all argue about which one is terrible. Like nobody knows. I mean, I, discussions like that make me really unlikely to watch a show when people are like, "I mean, I no, this was terrible." Like, no, the other one was. Like you were telling me that you didn't get past the first episode. I got past. I didn't even get past the first. Like with the two twins. Because the very first one is these. It's these two like little twin like eight year olds running around smashing stuff with a bat. Or maybe they're twelve. In the house, in the murder house, and I didn't get past that the first time I tried to watch it. Anyway, we're not talking about that, we're talking about this. <laughs> um, and what is this? Low-budget drama about occult powers in the mind of a middle-aged Chicago barber, Rocky Fosco. Just as Rocky thinks the world is proceeding along quite well... I don't know. Like, before then, everything was terrible, and he's like, finally, I got my barber shop in Chicago. Yeah, barber shop, you know... Life is my oyster. <laughs> uh, is this during the gasoline shortage? In 1979, just about then. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, everything's great. I don't care, but it was freaking I don't happy. have to go anywhere. I've got haircut and appliances right here. What more could I need? <laughs> just as Rocky. <laughs> I've got all the antiseptic fluid I can drink and all the hair clippings I can eat. Life is proceeding along just fine. This is fine. So this, it could quite be better, well. but it's fine. It's just all right. And just as he thinks the world is progressing, proceeding along quite well, <laughs> he dashes out of his barber shop in a kind of trance as though possessed. How do you dash in a trance? You just got to run slack-jawed. <sighs> yeah, he's one of those fast zombies. <laughs> he's like running like one of those frill lizards. His hands are just like dangling in front of him, just smacking into his knees. Once outside, he's driven to hunt for a victim... And after he has a driver, what? It's a bad joke. Moving on. Oh, okay. Driven to hunk for a. He's driven to hunk for a victim. (laughs) He's gonna go work out (laughs) and then find a victim. Have you seen my muscles? Look at these muscles. (sighs) Flexes them to death. (laughs) Once outside, he is driven to hunt for a victim, and after he has found someone, he kills them. With whatever forces are latent in his subconscious. Is it like a roulette? He just gets a different superpower every time? It's like, I'm nefarious? That is an interesting idea. Like, one time he has, like, the power of making fire, and then... So this is a somewhat obscure reference at this point. Uh, Back in the day, Kids WB had a series based on the comic book hero Static Shock. Okay. And he was one of the many black characters with electricity powers. The whole thing was he was at a uh, fight between two gangs, and they hit this chemical that gave everybody random superpowers. And the kid of the owner of the company that made the chemical made a suit with a bunch of the gases that he could just set off to give himself a different power every now and then. 
And he was called Omnifarious? He called himself Omnifarious. All right. And of course it backfired by the end. He just got turned into a rock. Was he a good guy or a villain? He was a bad dude. Oh. Like the the his dad was also a bad guy. Well, he did. That was actually a really sad episode at the end. <laughs> okay. Good show, though. I want that movie, DC. Don't screw it up, though. They're doing a, like a Black Lightning thing right now, aren't they? Yeah, it's a different character. Okay. Like, he meets Black Lightning at one point. And then his grandpa, or no, his dad introduces him to his hero as a kid who was a black character with electricity called Soul Power! You know, I get the feeling when my episodes are going, I read the description and, like, you just really want to talk about, like, other movies that you have, in fact, seen. I just get think about things. That's true. Whereas when I'm reading, I'm kind of focused. Yeah, I just... I could shut up more if you want me to. No, no. No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. What? Okay, so he drives them down. He he kills them with his mind, all right, because he's psychotronic. Mm-hmm. His psychiatrist is ineffectual at best, and it does not take Rocky long to figure out he has a ready-made victim there. What? So the psychiatrist, he goes to the psychiatrist like, Dude, Doctor, I killed somebody with my mind. And the guy's like, Clearly Freud. You're <laughs> like, he just yells the word Freud. Rocky's like, what? A, that's not helpful. B, even I know his theories have been discredited at this point. I'm going to kill you with my mind now. <laughs> I don't know why this guy, like, Rocky's just suddenly on board with the idea of killing people. Like, he was taken over the first time. He wasn't a murderer. His, like, whatever this latent power was just takes him over, and he's like, kill stuff. And Rocky's like, well, now that I have done that, I am actually pretty <laughs> cool okay. with yeah, that. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. It's going quite well. <laughs> it's progressing. It's his catchphrase. It's proceeding along quite well. How's everything's going. It's proceeding along quite well. How, how's your dinner? It's proceeding quite well. Thank you, sir. You get a tip. The, the, this is such a... I'm reading, this is such a weird description, like, of the movie. Like, not, like, the movie itself is, I'm sure, weird enough, but the way they wrote all this stuff is freaking me out. This next sentence. But before the population drops below the 1970 census levels, a long... What? Before the... Listen, before, like, they was... Yeah, yeah, sorry. They took a census in 1970 of the population, and now we're in 1979, barely, see, and... I guess this guy's killing so many people with his mind that it's going to take us back to 1970 levels in the American population. It, only in Chicago, though. Oh, possibly, yeah. I guess that would he's be... he's still doing his barbershop thing, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> he's the mind barber. <laughs> Chris Angel, mind barber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little bit of a different... Different career path for me, guys. Still doing weird stuff. He's like hanging himself from meat hooks while he trims someone's bangs. <laughs> You're going to look amazing. <laughs> also, you disappeared. What? <laughs> he makes the hair clippings disappear. It's pretty cre- pretty cool. Anyway, before he can make the population drop, a long chase by Chicago's finest shows off Wacker Drive and promises to end the movie. Well, yeah. It's still filming to this day. <laughs> what is that? What? <laughs> what kind of ending is that for your description? The movie stopped eventually. Well done. 
And then, and then, wait, you ready, Bird? You ready? <laughs> there were credits. <laughs> it was like a black screen with words on it. Spoilers! <laughs> it told you who was there <laughs> and who had the camera. <laughs> I don't know what Wacker Drive is. I assume it's a famous road in Chicago, but I haven't heard of it, so it can't be that famous. The fact that this guy's like, oh man, Wacker Drive, they were all up in that business. I mean, that's, that's where his barbershop is, and it's just a bunch of crazy stuff. You know, yeah, Chicago. you haven't heard of it, but Wacker Drive, that's where the that's where it is. That's where that that's police where all chase the happens. psychic murderers hang out. <laughs> Carrie moved there. She secretly survived the end of her movie. <laughs> Isn't there Carrie too? Uh, oh, it's yeah. just like her ghost or something, right? And there's her younger sister. Or half sister. Carrie or... Okay. No, she's not I don't want to get into it. I, was, I, I made a big deal about the digressions. We're going to move on to the next movie, which is Day of the Animals from 1977. There's a, okay. What, do you have a different Day of the Animals? I mean, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> That's just the one animal. Thanksgiving. That's also just the one animal. Christmas. That's not even about animals at all. Reindeer, sir. It's maybe. I was thinking partridge of... and a pear tree. French hens calling birds. Swans are swimming. I heard that recently that the uh, the golden rings were also like a reference to a bird of some kind. Well, there you go. So they're like it's just like birds all the way down with that. Also, song. those cows that those maids are milking. That said, they never actually say cows, but still, I'm assuming it's cows. It could be, could be uh, goats, goats, yak, something. I don't know. It's an old song. I was gonna say birds produce milk, but they do not. Penguins do. Emperor penguins produce milk. Emperor penguins produce uh, milk in their throat. I don't think they knew about penguins when they wrote that song. I think but they knew about penguins. A... Probably not about that fact. Yeah, I mean, it was not probably big in popular culture like it is now. Um, anyway, I was gonna say zombies, honestly, for Day of the Animals. Oh, fair enough. That was my reference point. An interesting low-budget entry in the post-Jaws animal run amok genre. When you say interesting. <laughs> I didn't say it. I mean, I said it, but I just yeah, read it. I know. Makes a little hesitant towards this movie guy. Keep going. This noisy, violent thriller features the prophetic premise of a widening gap in the ozone layer. Thanks to human indulgences and hairspray and other aerosol products. When did this come out? 1977. Okay, that's... Alright, prophetic actually fits there. Which unleashes brain frying radiation and causes assorted woodland creatures to go for the throats of unsuspecting Sierra backpackers. There is a steadily increasing rise in animal attacks. There, there's a detail I did not realize it wasn't in this description, it was in a much shorter description, but they mentioned that the animals specifically over 5,000 feet in altitude. Hmm. So, like, it's a very limited thing. But it is happening to these hikers on the mountain. Yeah, whites in the Sierra Mountains. Right. Which I think is an interesting... Like, it's not... What is the... There's a... Zoo is where all the animals attack, right? The the show that you like? Um, Or it's based on a book. The The show show that I like based on a book that has a dumb ending. (laughs) Um, Or has a dumb reveal, sorry. The ending's fine. The ending's actually kind of You described it to me and it sounded just bonkers with like how they were saying everything worked. But the idea of animals attack is fine. Um, But that's all over the world. This is not apocalypse level because a lot of people, a large portion of the populace and animals live under the Mm -hmm. 5,000-foot mark. But these guys are not there. Some really angry mountain goats, though. (laughs) 
Yeah, how many animals are up there? To it's be not... fair, though, you're climbing around and a mountain goat just comes out of nowhere and just knocks you off the mountain. Yeah, I, I get that. That does sound dangerous, but the the variety of animals available at 5,000 feet is not as great. Like, you got some birds, maybe, and some goats. Mountain and lions. Mountain lions are bad. That's true. Some bears during the summer, or during early spring, I mean. Well, we'll, say, we'll assume bears. As if that weren't horrific enough, the poor kids were all, are also placed... In the position of defending themselves against a rampaging Leslie Nielsen. I'm going to assume for the purposes of this that he's playing himself. Playing the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Whose hammy performance will probably have fans of the Naked Gun series and their ilk waiting for a punchline that never arrives. So I was like hesitantly on board with it up until then. And now I'm in a different place that I don't know how to describe. <laughs> you don't, you're not excited about seeing Leslie Nielsen run around and, I'm gonna get you, kid. Well, if it's him being like a psycho murderer, I'm just like, eh. But for some reason, I haven't pictured as a, like, he's in a bear costume the whole time. But he's still just Leslie Nielsen chasing people. <laughs> like, he's not trying to be a bear. He's just, but it's like not a, funny. Or no, at least not. It's played completely straight, but he's just in like a really crappy bear suit. <laughs> Next up, we have the amazing Mr. X. Okay. On the beach one night, Chris... What? I don't know why that made me laugh. I just did. Just on the beach. All right. I mean, to be fair, like, the amazing Mr. X sounds like a superhero, and then all of a sudden you're like... (laughs) He's having a beach day. Like, we're playing some Beach Boys music, and that does not fit with the image of a superhero. (laughs) Are there any beach... Well, there's a Silver Surfer... I was thinking of beach themed <laughs> heroes. It's a really specific interpretation of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> he has a surfboard. He surfs through space. Yeah, but on cosmic rays. Does he ever get to the beach at any point? Does he ever like? Let me show you guys some few a thing or two. He might have in the the movie he's in because the first time he shows up, he's just like, "I am proclaiming that Galactus is on his way," and that's about all he does. In the movie, they had like, "So what does he do before Galactus gets here?" Actually. <laughs> He flies around and makes holes in the planet for some reason. On the beach one night, Christine Faber, two years a widow, thinks oh, that's she. Sad. Okay. No, it's just. Sad. It's not real, Brantley. It's just a movie. They just I, said movies she was... are made to elicit emotions from people. Okay. If they don't, you have emotional problems, or it's a bad movie. She thinks she hears her late husband Paul calling out of the surf, then meets a tall, dark man. Alexis, who seems to know all about such things. He's just got the like, inside track on like people yelling the ocean. out of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens sometimes, lady. It's okay. Don't worry about it. No, I like back in night. He died in a car crash. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's like that's Ghosts where the... love the ocean. Turns out that's where the afterlife is. That's why Cthulhu is there. Why do you think it's so big? It's because ghosts are heavy and they're... <laughs> they're displacing the water. That's what those rising sea levels are about. It's not global warming. It's all those ghosts. Mariana Trench, that was just a big guy. <laughs> it was named Marianus. Why yeah. do you think they call it that? Yeah, it's his trench. He made it. <laughs> uh, this is a weird universe. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea that ghosts just go in the ocean. Yeah, just you die and that's the afterlife. It's like you don't, like, because you're a ghost, you probably doesn't need to see. Right? Like, you don't need mm-hmm. light to see, so the darkness down there doesn't bother you. You're probably hanging out with the cool fish. Just 
like interesting things down there. Some mm-hmm. ghosts wander back on shore like, I have unfinished business. Like, I have seen. the cool the- sharks, my dude. <laughs> we can like possess them and everything. And sometimes they got caught by shark fishermen in the you know seas of Japan. But mostly it's cool. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to this afterlife, really. <laughs> you get to see all the sharks finally. <laughs> Live I- the dream. <laughs> After more ghostly manifestation, Christine and younger sister Janet become enmeshed in the eerie artifices of Alexis. Is he trying to harvest the sea ghosts? I don't know. Even based on later on in this, I'll read the rest of the sentence because this is the end of the description. But he in turn finds himself manipulated into deeper deviltry than he had in mind. So the ghosts are manipulating him. And to harnessing them so that they can actually control the world? Question mark. Maybe some of them don't want to be. They want to be alive again. Maybe my read on this is that Alexis shows up. He's like, I of course know all about beach ghosts. Lay it on me for the low, low price of fifty nine ninety five per day. Um, but then, then like beach ghosts. The be- <laughs> but then beach ghosts turns out to be a real thing, and like. Starts causing major problems for him that are way, you know, cost him way more than fifty nine ninety nine per day, and <laughs> his business plan just goes to crap almost immediately. Yeah, that's that's how I'm envisioning this movie. Brentley's looking over his lizard. Hi, lizard person. You can be in the podcast too. It's not very vocal. He's not. No. No, he hisses when he's really mad, which I've never heard him hiss. How do you know then? Because I've seen other bearded dragons hiss. Oh, so you know, like, the species this, in general yes. hisses. I mean, he's a Rankin's dragon, but still, same thing. I don't know anything about lizards, Brantley. Cool. That is all we have for this week's episode, though. All right. Did you have anything you wanted to say about beach ghosts? Um, I'm looking forward to exploring the deep dark when I die. <laughs> well, it'll be dark for you, though. That's the point. Like, you can see with radio waves or whatever, because you're a ghost. That's what the light is. Yeah, it's... You're... And there's so much radio waves going on because everybody won't shut up nowadays. <laughs> The well, ghosts are so, blinded. That's why they're all angry. There's like background radio- radiation and stuff from the universe anyway, so you'd yeah. probably still be able to see that. But I mean, like more local. It's not like dispersed. That's fair too. Yeah. Although a lot of that, a lot of our stuff still goes out into space. Yeah. I've been reading about that in conjunction with Nikola Tesla for the other podcast I do called Bad Ideas. Yeah, you guys should go check that out. I'm going to talk about how Nikola Tesla sucked and didn't know what he was talking about. Nah, he was the best. Well, in he the, got um, information from the aliens indoor space wheels. He did not. I'm, uh, that was a little bit of an oversell, but it, he was wrong about some stuff. And he yeah. was not the complete unmitigated genius that invented nah, he was everything science Jesus. that makes <laughs> the modern world that it is that we'd like to think that he is. Uh, and on that note, we're going to leave you guys and hope that you don't hate us so much that you won't tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, because that would really Why would they out. hate us? We solved the afterlife for them. That's true. And we told them the truth about Nikola Tesla. And everybody loves having their heroes taken down a peg. Anyway, we'll see you guys next week. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash 2 didn't watch. Uh, we'll see you later. All right, bye, guys. Bye.